Hi, everybody. You are listening to the 60th episode of the History Baseball Podcast, HBP, the Christmas special. I'm DeCarlo Calloway alongside Dorian, and on today's podcast, we move with the lady of the lake from Sweden to Florida. We think about Christmas, and we watch New Yorkers play baseball on a South Carolina Christmas day. So we are starting off this special, drinking like always, and today... For the festive holidays, as I sit in my domicile, I'm drinking Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog that is spiked with every single thing under the sun. By the end of this podcast, I am going to probably be spinning on my head as a breakdancer would do. What about you, Doran? What's going on? Merry Christmas. And what is it that you are drinking? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Well, happy belated Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa for those of you who celebrate that. My question to you. It's good. First off, this is our second Christmas special, so extra happy Christmas. And going back to our last Christmas show or episode, is this what you were drinking before? Like last year, I vaguely remember you say you buy yes. you buy a boatload of drinks from your local liquor store or whatever. Yes, is yes. that it? it okay. Yes, and it was good. I got the last bottle. Like literally it was the last bottle on the shelf. I grabbed it and I was like, yes, this, this is it's destiny to be able to have this Christmas show special and drink this. So I'm going to be slurring my words at some point. So I, I forgive me already people. For me, it it's too like, it's too heavy that, that eggnog. Uh, it's, no, that's not too heavy. It's too sweet. That's why I can't drink that stuff. But instead of DiCarlo sharing his delicious Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog, I went out and got myself what I have in my hand. A Blue Street American Pale Wheat in a 32-ounce crowler from Orange County Brewers in Lake Mary, Florida. Now, Lake Mary, Florida, well, first off, cheers. Lake Mary, Florida is located between Sanford and Orlando. So it's in the shadow of Mickey Mouse. But I was like, what in the world is this place, Lake Mary? I had never heard of it. It was actually named after a young lady by the name of Mary Sundell, who was the wife of Reverend J.F. Sundell. Sundell? He was from Sweden. How do you pronounce that? Do you even know? What? Sundell? It doesn't matter. Anyway, so the Uh, Reverend... Sundell. 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 There you go. So he's from Sweden. Uh, This was back in the 19th century, people. Was he related to Pippi Longstocking? I have no idea. But... He was first a reverend. The Pippi Longstocking is from Denmark. No, Pippi Longstocking is from Sweden, my friend. Really? Because Hans Christian mm-hmm. Anderson is from Denmark. Yeah, but he didn't write Pippi Longstocking. He didn't? No. Uh, a, a lady, by a, a Swedish lady by the name of Astrid, Ling, Astrid Lindgren Green. I can't pronounce it. She wrote Pippi Longstocking. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. I was mistaken. And this J.F. Sundell, before he moved to Florida... And married, Mary, 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 whatever. He was a reverend at Uppsala Presbyterian Church in Sweden. Have you ever been there, my friend? Not to the, Presby- not to the actually, Presbyterian Church, though. I've been to Uppsala, and I believe I might have actually been to the, like, at least outside of that church. But Uppsala is such a really beautiful town. I went during the wintertime back in 2009. Oh, you are a brave man. Oh, I almost got hypothermia. It was really bad. Um, but that's that's a story for another time. But Sweden is such a beautiful country. And taking the train from Stockholm up to Uppsala, really great thing to do. And uh, 
Yeah, beautiful, beautiful town. Nice. It's a university town, but it definitely has its, its its spirit. And, uh, you know, you'll see stones with runes on them, like rune signatures, like symbols yeah. and everything on them. Like, it's, it's really great. Is that in the north of Sweden or, or in the south of Sweden? Um, So Stockholm is somewhat in the south. In the south, yeah. Yeah, so it's just like, four, it's about a 40-minute train ride outside of Stockholm. So it's oh, in the south. I'm surprised I didn't go there when I was there. I didn't didn't even think about it i just say the whole time in sweden i say in stockholm yeah. but thankfully to the globe trotting globe trotting reverend jf sundell we have lake mary and his wonderful wife mary he started he also started the lake mary presbyterian church in 1894 so it's been a while and i think it's still around and i was looking up has there ever been any swedish major league baseball players and there have there's been four Three of them have only played two games. <laughs> There's only one Swedish-born player who's played more than two games in Major League Baseball history. And there was this guy. How Swedish is this? His name is Eric Erickson. <laughs> he played from 1914 to 1925. And he's from some random city in Sweden called... Vorgota. Thank you to the HBP bullpen. Vorgota. Vorgota, Sweden. So cheers to Mr. Eric Erickson. Cheers to Mary Sundell. And cheers to you, my friend, on your delicious Dutch eggnog. And ladies and gentlemen, you can toast us as well with whatever you're drinking during the holiday season. Send us a picture. We'd love to share whatever everyone is drinking. Our social media accounts. We have Twitter. Our account is at HBP4040. And our, Insta- and our Instagram account is Hipster Baseball Podcast. Give us a follow. So we want to throw it first to our show sponsor, CMB Electronics. So whenever you are sitting back and you need a high-tech security system for your logistics business, you need some new telephones, some walkie-talkies, any type of electronical technology that is available, you want to hit up CMB Electronics. Cash Money Brothers Electronics located in the Carter. So when you go there, Make sure you show them your ID card because there is an ID card to get in. It's a membership club because, of course, it's the most exclusive electronics that is out there. And they're going to let you in there, hook you up with a good discounted deal and take care of you. So are you in Lex Electronic Needs, especially for your logistical businesses, people? Wink, wink. Check out CMB Electronics. So it's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. Christmas time is here. Christmas time is here. Da, 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 da. That's the With a beat. lot of crazy uncertainty at the moment, man. Is there, though? Isn't uncertainty now the norm? I mean, now it's, you go to some states in America, like California, not California, you go to Florida, where this beer is from, COVID never happened, my friend. Yeah. There's no uncertainty there. Yeah, but you know what? In a lot of places within the world, there is, and uh, you know, that's kind of what's the problem right now. It's just, it's crazy how everything is just all over the top, especially with the Omarion running around now and people getting sick and um, Omicron. Omarion, just like I said. Omarion. Isn't, that, isn't that an R&B singer, Omarion? Yeah, and he's running through, yeah, and the virus is running through him, running through people like he probably okay. is running through girls during his heyday with B2K. So Omarion. So, you know, it's just kind of crazy. And now with Christmas, it's like, can't people catch a break? Like, I know, like you said, in certain places, it hasn't existed until it does exist. And it would just be nice. But at the same time, 
this world is just crazy. But, you know, taking away as good of a slice of the pie as possible in terms of what's out there and what's possible and spending time with family, which I'm glad I'm able to do. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope a lot of other people are out there, too. And, you know, I hope uh, people you know, wish under their Christmas tree that maybe this uh, lockout will uh, cease to exist sooner rather than later. So that coming into the new year, there is a major league season. So, you know, a lot of uncertainty all over the place. Thank you. We can always count on Giancarlo to lift us up. But tell us something <laughs> that will lift our spirits when it comes to Christmas, whether it's how you how you planning on spending it or how ideally if if COVID didn't exist, if Omarion, the Omarion virus didn't exist, what would you be doing? I would be sitting on my couch, uh, drinking a lot more of this eggnog. That's number one. Um, with my folks. And that's about it. Like, I'm not really a big Christmas guy, to be really honest. I like mm. I like being able to spend time with my family. That's mainly like the best thing about it. It's you get to spend time with my family, seeing my nephews growing up, you know, seeing Christmas through their eyes. But as an adult, man, I don't really I've never really been a big Christmas guy. It's like it's nice. It's always nice to have a Christmas tea, but it's really just the fact that I'm spending time with family. Like, you know, I'm not one of those. Like, I kind of get annoyed that now it's like we don't even get through like November without Christmas beginning, like at the start of it. It's like. I think a lot of uncertainty in the fact that people want joy. Now it's accelerated Christmas apart from the consumer, you know, aspect of it too. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll just be chilling. Man. What about this you? is why Thanksgiving is the best holiday. You just described Thanksgiving. You're with your family, you're having drinks and you're eating delicious food. That's Thanksgiving. And that's why Thanksgiving is the best American holiday in the solar system. And you write about Christmas encroaching and taking over American Thanksgiving, taking over Canadian Thanksgiving, taking over veterans, whatever. But if you remember, my friend, there's other places in the world, specifically in Western Europe, where they have no holidays between the end of summer, which is basically the end of August, beginning of September, and Christmas. They don't, they don't celebrate Halloween. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving. They don't celebrate Columbus Day. He was a murderer. They don't celebrate Veterans Day. They, they, it, whatever. It's just come September, it's Christmas all day, every day, which is boring. It's like, whoa. And then you live here in the U.S. or or in Canada, uh, the, the friendlier North Americans. And you have all of these holidays in between. So I feel very patriotic right now, my friend. I want to salute the stars and stripes that we have all these amazing and fun holidays in between the end of summer and Christmas. What the heck were we talking about? I don't know, but it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. This is drinking too much, man. I'm already, I'm buzzy in the head, man. I've just had one glass. For those of you who can't see, DeCarlo has been drinking way before. He was drinking before we even had our production meeting before we started recording this. So he's, he's, he's nice. He's nice and toasty right now. That I am. And then it's stuff. I can't drink too much of it. Oh, cause you know, I'm glad it gives me a buzz quickly. It's too sweet. Yeah, it's too sweet. Oh, oh, and I'm getting older. It's like, nah, I can't eat as much sweet stuff because then it just leaves a bad taste. Mm. Do you do any do you do any sports activities, outdoor activities during the Christmas, New Year's? Time? I usually run, but unfortunately, see, going back to Thanksgiving. So 
on Thanksgiving, I thought it was cool. Let me run a lot. So I ran like 9.3 miles on Thanksgiving Day. Nice. Which was good. Like, I felt great. Then over that weekend, I went to Newport, Rhode Island. And there's this one part, if anybody has ever gone to Newport. Where the boys are. Um, there is this cliff walk. And it's 3.4 miles one way. And I did it there and back. And then also just driving and everything and walking, I hurt my right knee. I, I must have messed with a ligament or tendon or something like that. So I've been like shelved for like the last three weeks. So I can't run, but I usually would be running right now. Um, so I've had to like result, resort to yoga and, uh, well, and walking. Cheers to our, to HBP's resident Olympian athlete <laughs> now doing now being an American, uh, an American representative in the great Olympics of uh, yoga. But yeah. I, I highly agree with you, my friend. As we get older, we have to stretch. And I try to stretch every single night. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes you 20 minutes to get a full stretch out. 20 minutes. I don't have time. I can't do this. Look, people, you make time to brush your teeth every day. You make time to shower every day. Hopefully. You make time to eat every day. You should make time to stretch because here I go. The Lord only gave you one body on this earth. You got to take care of it. So I'm glad you're doing uh, some yoga, my friend. Yeah. Cheers yeah, to that. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you and your busted ass knee. Thank you. And hopefully it heals <laughs> much sooner rather than later, because I'm hoping within like the next week or so, I'll be able to start running again. Amen. And we always and people, it's Christmas. If you have kids, if you're a kid, if you have nieces or nephews, if you have grandkids, you can always, you know, if you celebrate Christmas, Santa's right around the corner. Ladies and gentlemen, you can show your kids, your nieces, whoever, how to track Santa. And no, I'm not talking about some scary communist Chinese overrule surveillance police state. I'm talking about the friendly people at NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. If you go to NORADSanta.org, N-O-R-A-D Santa.org, you can follow Santa. They actually track him from all the satellites that the Canadians and the Americans had in space. Space, 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 space. That man is the fastest person in the world, even faster than DiCarlo when he runs his 9.3 miles across Rhode Island or wherever the heck he was, Newport. It's actually a fun thing to do. Uh, Christmas Eve, when you sit down, you open, you open up a laptop, boom, noradsanta.org. You actually see Santa going from country to country, continent to continent, dropping off presents to all the naughty and the nice kids. Because let's be real, Santa, love, Santa loves the children. He's not gonna. He's not just gonna put coal in, in anybody's stockings. So yeah, enjoy that with children, the, the little ones. The bad huh? children. He's still. He still gives them something. Yeah, coal. No, <laughs> no, he doesn't. Children are bad, man. Honestly, they yeah, are. They are. No, but you know what? Honestly, I'll say this much: kids are. They are the perfect um, example of human beings because there is the duality. Wait, they're the perfect. They're the perfect. They're the. They're. they're I know it sounds like it's such an oxymoron, but still like humanity at its purest form are children. Oh, that's what I was trying to say, because for one, we all have this double sidedness. You know what I mean? Like some people, you know, you have your altruistic, but then you also have your sneaky. You have your you know, you have your uh, admirable heroic and then you have your slimy and conniving like there's Everybody has these dualities and it's just kids tend to demonstrate it now. 
it falls upon their parents and other adults within their sphere to kind of help them. But at the same time, adults, all we do is just get better at, to be able to just hide it. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, kids are bad and they deserve coal when they're bad. That's why I stick <laughs> sure. it. Absolutely. I'm going to wrap up with this. Kids are double-sided, double-faced. No, that's mean. But as we transition into our last segment, America was also double-sided way back in the 19th century. And our last segment is the Dewey Decimal System, a.k.a. Lost in History. And I want to share with everybody a baseball game that was played on Christmas Day during the Civil War back in 1863. So there was a game on December 25th, 1863, between two teams representing the 47th and the 48th Regiment, New York Regiments, stationed on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Back then, it was called Port Royal. Have you ever been to – do you like golf? Do you play golf? No. Have you been to Hilton Head? No. No? No. Me neither. I've played miniature golf. I cannot stand real golf. But nevertheless, I've actually driven by a handful of times Hilton Head when I was in Savannah – Another place where COVID doesn't exist, believe me. <laughs> COVID never existed in Savannah, George. I was there a few times last year, mm. and it was uh, surprising. Nevertheless, these the New York Regiment, the 47th to 48th New York Regiment, thank you for your service of the Union Army in 1863, stationed in South Carolina. They played a game in front of perhaps almost as many as 40,000 people, which is crazy. One of the players who was in the, the Union Army was a man by the name of A.G. Mills. He was a young private with a 165th New York Regiment. Thank you for your service. Mills, later after the war, he became president of the National League of Baseball. I think it's pretty cool. Like, you go, you serve your country, you go do sports stuff, and then 170 years later, you remembered on some random podcast wouldn't that be would, – is that how you want to be remembered, my friend? I mean, I think he's happy that his name is just still there. But I think it is kind of cool that you play in that game and then next me, you know, at the end of your life, you're the president of the National League. You know what I mean? Like, that is kind of a cool, like, 360 circle. You know, playing baseball. 180, my friend. You're 180, a historian. 180. 180. No. <laughs> Clearly, you're not a mathematician. Not at all, man. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Seriously. But, yeah, that is a complete 180 when you think about it. That's and I know our resident New Yorker is wondering, what did the game look like? There, My friend, there were actually a variety of ways that people played baseball back then. This is the, the middle of the Civil War, the middle of the 19th century. The two predominant styles on the East Coast were New York style and Massachusetts style. It's almost like pizza. Mm. You got Detroit-style pizza. By the way, DeGarlo, have you ever had Detroit-style pizza? I Yes, I've delicious, made, delicious. I've made, okay, it's amazing. Sure, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. delicious. It's really no, good. no, no. It's delicious, my friend. It's good. I made a Detroit style barbecue chicken pizza once. It was really, really good. So it's kind of that way. You had you still now we have New York style pizza, we have Chicago, we have Detroit, and we have God knows how many other. And back in the 19th century, there was also a variety of flavors for you baseball fans. But we're going to highlight the New York style. So it, the New York style of baseball was different because they played. Act, they actually played on a diamond-shaped field. They had nine players to a side, 
And they did not allow something called soaking, not like putting your rag in water. It was just called soaking, which actually meant that you could throw a ball at a runner. And if you hit him, it would record an out. So Carlo, you're just like encouraging beating someone in the face, in the legs. And there's a war going on. The last thing you need is some guy to have a broken nose, broken toes, and then they can't go out to fight. How crazy is that? It's a bunch of savages, if you ask me. Well, I mean, it's time fighting a war. So, I mean, I would suppose that there's a certain level of savagery that would still be kind of left over, even in, like, you know, friendly competitive events. You know what? Death is on the mind. Like, it's hard to turn it off. I just thought about this. Maybe some guys wanted to get soaked so they would break a finger or break an eye socket and they wouldn't have to go to the yeah, front no, lines. You're talking about the 19th century. That wasn't happening. That was not happening. Like Maybe. they were throwing you out no matter what. Like, Nah, nah, nah. No, some. what I'm saying is maybe some of the players were looking to get soaked. They wanted to get out and have, you know, a no, de- no, debilitating. No, no, I agree with you. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, back then, I find it hard to believe that even, like, a broken finger would stop them from putting you out on the front line. He's, he's, on, the, he's on the IL. He's on the injured list. We can't put him out there, General. I'm sorry. <laughs> there he ha- his, he's having a he's taking a me day today. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> tell that to General Sherman. He, a like, mental health day. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Nah. Anyways, so again, uh, the, the New Yorkers actually wouldn't allow that. Other people, like the people from Massachusetts, would allow you to get soaked, which means you get beamed in the face or the body. Also, the New York style of playing baseball was they actually threw underhand. It's almost like softball. Yeah. And they also had fair balls, foul balls. The positions were all the same, but, but sometimes the second baseman would almost play standing on second base, and the shortstop wouldn't play between the third baseman and the second baseman, the shortstop would actually play in the outfield. So you almost have four outfielders, which is kind of like today when they do the shift, like especially with the Tampa Bay Rays, sometimes they actually play with four or even five outfielders, which is insane. And now you're asking yourself the pizza conundrum. What was the Massachusetts style? How did they play the tasty game of baseball? The Massachusetts style, they would not play in a diamond field. They played in a square field and they, and they pitched overhand like we do today, not underhand like they did in New York, there was no foul territory. And they had between 10 to 12 players per side. They, you know, I guess it was kind of like how many people show up. And to uh, you had to retire. Every, so basically the first team to get to 100 runs would win, which is insane. Can you imagine how long those games were? Because obviously the point of like throwing it underhand is to get as much contact as possible and they get as many runs. So who, no, right, it, we know that these two New York regiments played in on Christmas Day in 1863, but we don't know the score. We don't know how long they played, but at least it was a diversion during the, hor- the horrors of uh, the American Civil War on that one day. So cheers to playing New York style baseball in the South. Cheers to Christmas. I have to say this. Cheers to old St. Nick. Yes, but before we sign off, I have to let our valued listeners know that I, DiCarlo, this is my last episode recording. It's been great. Yes, yes, it's a sad time, but, you know, I'm heading out on the old dusty trail. But it has been an honor being able to talk with you and talk and share baseball 
history, science, maths, business, all of these things. And to be able to be here on a weekly basis for the most part to discuss this over the course of a year and plus. And it's been an honor and a privilege. But my friends, as the sun sets, I have to take my hat and I have to ride out with my horse because and your six shooter new trail. Yes. And your six shooter and my six shooter. And all and all the things that you need from CMB Electronics as well. Let's not forget them because they're going to be they're going to come in handy on your long road out west. That they will. And with that being said, everybody, this is the last time I get to say this. That is a wrap. And thank you for listening to our podcast. Wait, my friend. Not yeah. only do we are we saying goodbye to you, unfortunately, but we also want to give a shout out to a new listener. New listener, we want to shout you out from Cucuta, Colombia. Thank you for listening, and hopefully you subscribe to the podcast. And thank you for listening to HBP, where we talk about baseball drinks. ABBA? ABBA. Are we we talking about ABBA, too? Well, they're Swedish, and we talked about the good Reverend Selman or whoever from Uppsala. Uh And everything else under the sun. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a review and rate us. It helps with the analytics. Tell your friends about us. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at HBP4040 and on Instagram at Hipster Baseball Podcast. Find our drinks in our show notes and make sure you join us for the next time and the next episode of HBP Hipster Baseball Podcast. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Peace.